Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Potentially a big day for the Pac-12. Let's talk about it. Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Of course, you see him on the Pac-12 networks. He is Yogi Roth with us here on The Big Show. Yogi, how are you? I'm well, man. How are you feeling today? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll be feeling great if we get some news back about football returning. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, that's what I'm anticipating. Uh, and now it's going to be the details and how does that come out. I, I, I don't know what we'll learn from today in terms of scheduling and when a game may or may not be, but I, we're, we're definitely going to get an answer on does football move forward for us here in 2020 and you know when we would anticipate that happening and going to be probably in my eyes everybody kicking it off Halloween weekend or is it a combination or is it the week after that is is everything that uh that i'd imagine to happen today so can you explain to our listeners what happens if if it's not a unanimous decision i mean how how do you know how this has to work yeah i don't, I don't believe it has to be unanimous um i think the conference has been really unified though you know much more than every other power five conference uh, at least from the Big Ten standpoint, that has postponed the season, or other conferences that have had to postpone the season. Uh, and I, I imagine that the unity will be there in terms of wanting to play. It's just that it's it's so dramatically different everywhere, right? Like if you go to Utah, uh, I don't think the player has missed a workout since June. If you go to USC, like they've just been allowed back into their weight room. It's, like, it's just so uh, inequitable across the conference. So you'd imagine coaches. Um, they understand the balance that they probably have to have right now, but it's probably uncomfortable for some regarding well, our team isn't as ready as your team is. So the scheduling play into that, um, I, I'd be curious to see. I hope that it does. But overall, in terms of how it works out, I, I don't think you'll see the conference be dramatically divided. That, that's at least my take going in. Uh, I think everybody is so excited about the testing capabilities that this conference had different than any other conference in the country, you know, and I think it's, I I project and assume that it's giving the president and the CEOs uh, and campuses and the the coaches and of course the parents and the players, like a sense of confidence of our our young men are in the best position to be healthy during the the pandemic that, that we're all living through. Yogi, I've got to admit, uh, I was a little bit uh, confused. Um, I guess it was last week or maybe it was two weeks ago. And, and granted, I'm easily confused. But uh, when, when Larry Scott said, well, California and Oregon are standing in the way with their public policies, and then both governors from those states says, we're not standing in the way of anybody. And then we hear this, uh, it's local policies that are restricting uh, workouts. I believe you're there in California. Can you untangle this at all the bureaucracy and what is still if anything public policy wise standing in the way of a return sure i I could do my best best version of it uh ultimately at the end of the day to my understanding at least in california governor newsom said it was 
Hey, we've never said that you couldn't practice in groups of 12 or less. Problem is, as all of us know in football, like, that doesn't exist. You know, granted, you can go on 11 on air all day long, but that's not how you get better, right? And that's not how football practice necessarily works, at least anywhere that I've been. So to me, like, that has been a, and that's been a big issue here. And then you add in locally, you know, so from the state to the local area, each region or each county has, has different laws and different rules. So it, let's just talk about Los Angeles and in the Bay Area. While the Rams and 49ers are playing, and the Chargers, of course, they got um, basically the green light by local authorities say, yep, you can, because you have all the testing protocols in place to allow your organization to be deemed safe, a safe environment for the professionals that are working there. It's, it's just been different on a college campus and how it's viewed by the local authorities in those respective counties. And, and that has been, uh, it's been an issue, you know, like to me, it's, this has been very political, not in the way that, you know, we usually use that term of, hey, you're fighting for my side or your side and, and what the world is becoming right now. But this is just political in terms of people that work in politics are making decisions on elementary schools, on high schools, as well as on college campuses. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that now the college campuses and college football in particular and contact sports, they've got an answer that, that wasn't there a couple weeks ago. And I think that's why you'll see the change in those respective counties. Do you have any best guesses about how many games will be involved and what schedule the, the conference is intending to keep this thing uh, contained to? Well, I'll tell you what I hope for, you know, for me, uh, if you look at a calendar, right. And let's just say we look at Halloween weekend, which I know has been pegged by a lot of people as, you know, a potential opportunity to, to play. I would love to see an eight-game schedule, right? I don't know if that's going to come out, right? And then you would play your title game on Christmas Day. You know, how amazing would that be? Now, a lot has to change for that even to be a reality, like this college football playoff committee or the powers that be, Bill Hancock being the the head of that organization right now, they've decided they're going to make their decision on December 20th. I assume and I hope that that's a fluid date. Uh, so I would love to see the Pac-12 push beyond that. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. Um, I think uh, seven games is probably where we're going to net out, which, uh, you know, for the home away standpoint, clearly is not an even number. Um, or six games, and it's going to be three and three, and you play a title game, and you got a chance to have a seven and no team. And I think at first today, when whatever that answer is that comes out here in a couple hours, when it does come out, uh, unfortunately, probably an initial response is, oh, it's not, not going to be enough games to qualify for the playoff. And I just urge anybody with the platform to just pump the brakes on that because, I mean, there's been 21 games already postponed. We don't know how many games people are going to get. And I think it's one of those years where you have to say, you know, let's just evaluate it as it gets going. Um, and I don't think a conference might, uh, I mean, if it's very strong, I don't think a conference should be penalized for being safe and pragmatic during a pandemic, take care of its student athletes and not put them in harm's way and make sure they get tested every day at every school. And, and I don't think it should be penalized in what is currently an amateur sport uh, of college football for the playoff. And if that's the case, I'll be, uh, I'll be sickened to be quite honest with you. It, uh, there was kind of a significant push from Ohio State in the Big Ten, for example, because, you know, they think they have a pretty good team and, and want to be involved in a playoff. Is there a, uh, you know, I, Oregon comes to mind. Is there a, a push out of Eugene that they want to play because they think their team's pretty good? Well, to be honest, there's been a push for everybody to play. 
you know, everybody wants to play. And then you listen to Doug Ackerman at Oregon State, who is the head of the medical advisory board, and you listen, and you're like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> like, we, we can't put our athletes in that situation. And, and what I think has been great about Pac-12 coaches, unlike other conferences, is nobody's tried to play doctor. Nobody's tried to, like Mike Gundy, right, for instance. Like, nobody's tried to be an expert in a field that, uh, quite frankly, most of them have no clue about other than what they're told. You know, no, nobody went to school for seven years to become a doctor that I know of as any of our coaches. Uh, and so I think the Pac-12 coaches have been really respectful in that regard. And while for some footprints, like I'd imagine in Utah, for instance, it's a tough pill to swallow because high school football is happening, right? Whereas in others, like here in L.A., if you're Chip Kelly or Clay Helton, you're saying, I get it. Like, it's, it's clearly not ideal. None of us like it, but it makes uh, complete sense in that regard. So I, uh, that, that's where I net out. Like, there isn't a coach or a player in the country at any level of football that doesn't want to play. But So they push until they see the reality in front of them. And anybody with, to me, the conscious and the respect to the craft and more importantly, the respect that they have to the family of the young men that they sat in their living room and said, I'm going to treat you like a son. I'm going to take care of you. That when you when you heard the the details at the time, at least out here in the majority of these footprints, right, California, Arizona, what was going on in Washington and in the state of Oregon, and nobody, you know, had this thing under control and can say with a straight face, like, yep, your kids aren't being put in harm's way uh, due to the uncertainties of what the coronavirus has, has given us. And now you can say with great certainty that we're going to test these individuals every day. And within 15 minutes, we're going to know who's positive. And we've got a whole process to deal with that. So I, I just hope that uh, people are measured today when the schedule comes out in that regard. You know, Yogi, that, that really was the, the difference maker for me. I was, I've been really cautious about this whole thing, but when I found out about the testing every day and the rapid results, that, that okay, if, if you've tested everyone every day, then doesn't that limit the danger? It seems like it does to me. I'm not a doctor, but I pretend to be one on the radio. But uh, that seems like it makes a lot of sense logically. Well, hardly. You know, Christian Scott called it a game changer, and it is. You know, and nobody thought this was going to be a reality until late November, just based on uh, Quidel and the company, and you know, learning about you know an organization that had the capability to give this to an entire conference. I mean, for me, I don't know if you thought this, but when I watched the, the previous press conference when Commissioner Scott announced his partnership with Quidel, when the president or the CEO of that organization said, you know, there's other teams that have this around the country, but not other conferences, my heart sank. You know, I don't know those other teams, but if I'm in that conference and one of those teams has that type of an advantage and a great one for the benefit of their student-athletes, I'm saying, come on, man, this isn't scheme. This isn't you hiding, like, the type of coverage you play or the offensive game plan that you have. This is about the health and wellness of your athletes. Uh, I, I was I was bummed about that. So for, for me, when I heard it, it was going to every every team in this conference said, okay, now we can go in a unified front. And there's a lot that goes into that, as we've talked about, on the local front, uh, on the state front, on the national front, as we've seen from a political standpoint. But at the end of the day, to me, if we sit here and I come back on your show in early December and I say, you know what? We've had less than 2% coronavirus positive cases on college football teams in the Pac-12 conference, even if they've only played four games at the time. That is an insane win, right? And that's one that should be celebrated. And that is what I think is daily testing. You're going to give the Pac-12 the opportunity to do that. Like, I don't think you'll see, unless the athletes are, you know, 
you know, things can happen, of course, or you're irresponsible, which we've seen on some campuses. The athletes kind of like create their own individual bubble, like they're asking players in the NFL to do it to a certain degree. And then I think that they can do that and then get tested every day. The numbers out of this conference should be dramatically low and dramatically celebrated if we get to that point in December. And I think we're, we're in position to go do that. Just to mix in a, a football question, Yogi, how many contenders do you expect if uh, if they're able to uh, to play a season and whatever that may look at? Are we are we looking at two teams, three teams? You think there's somebody that can come out of nowhere? How many contenders do you think there are this year? I, I think the schedule is a big part of it. To be honest with you, like I, I would have picked USC to win the South and Oregon to win the whole thing if we were you know, in a non-pandemic year and Peninsula was still there and Thomas Graham Jr. and Jay Tefele and Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, but those players, at least as of now, have opted out and, and, and others on those respective teams. So I, I pair that with some of the players that have opted out and are transferred. You look at Arizona, they lost three linebackers, right? Colin Schooler, Tony Fields, and Colin Wilborn. You know, that, that one of them, I believe, was a multi-year captain in, in Colin Schooler. And so I, I think you have to look at it like that. And then I look at teams like Utah, Oregon State, you know, some of these teams that have been able to work out during this, um, to me it gives them a dramatic advantage coming into the season, especially if it is only six games, right? You don't have a lot of margin for error. So I don't know, man. I'm, until I see the schedule, I think uh, I'm going to kind of hold it up in the air. But I, I will, I'll say this. When I look at Utah – the amount of players I went – I've gone through every team in kind of my own version of training camp. And when I went through their roster, I did it uh, on Monday of this week, I said, man, like, oh, I only lost one guy. Quarterback, let's just assume it's Jake Bentley. Um, at least he's proven himself to be able to handle challenging environments. Best receiving core under Kyle Whittingham. I think they'll be fine at running back. I'm, I'm a fan of Jordan Wilmore. Defensively, a ton to replace, but – Again, they've had all of this time, right, at 12 hours in terms of the care rules regarding what you're allowed to do with your team each week. So they've had 12 hours since June to, to work with their guys. So, yeah, they're young and inexperienced, and there'll be times where they don't make the play on the ball like Jalen Johnson and Julian Blackman could and Joel Burgess in the past. But I think this is a really scary team, uh, and, and they're kind of doing it in the way that you'd imagine, which is quiet. Nobody really knows about them this year because of all the players they lost compared to last. So. They'd be my favorite in the South today, uh, but, I, but I'm really curious to watch them, um, and, and I'd probably pick them if I had to go with a team, them, and Oregon. I think the, the cultures there are so strong. But, it, man, it's going to be fun. It'll be fun to watch what Cal does. You know, they were a sleeper. Oregon State, they've been able to get good workouts in. Right? They were a team last year. Remember how many games they lost by one score or less. There's, there's a lot of games there. So I think it could be a wild year in this conference and uh, it'll be curious to see how the schedule lays out and, and even the fan side of it, you know, are Utah home game going to be allowed to have some semblance of fans. I think in the big 10, they said nobody can have fans. Right. So what comes out regarding that, if, if something does come out today, is it local and state authorities around that, or is it a conference wide mandate? I don't know. I think all those things will impact uh, next time I come on the show and say who I might pick in the Pac-12. Well, Yogi, thank you very much for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it, and let's hope we have some big news to talk about tonight. I promise you, we're in a big news. Your show tomorrow for the first time probably in a while, like, you, know, you're, you know what you're talking about regarding uh, at least college football. So yeah, best of luck with that, fellas. Thanks, Yogi. Yeah. 
That's our friend Yogi Roth from Pac-12 Networks with us here on 97.5 and uh, in 1280 The Zone. Um, Gordon, a, a football question for you. Who are your favorites in the Pac-12? How many contenders do you think there are? Well, it beats me. Oregon is uh, – I thought Oregon and SC would be uh, probably the top picks. But uh, who knows? You know, when when the Yogi's talking about the advantages – that uh, some of the athletes here in Utah, at Utah, have had over maybe some of the other places, it makes you wonder a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, even though the the Utes lost so much talent, I mean, if they've been able to go full bore and they're better prepared, we saw what happens when a team is better prepared than another team when BYU played Navy. Right. I. You know what? I <clears throat> Let me look at it this way, Gordon, because I, I think you're right. I expect Utah to be prepared for for yeah. that reason. And Kyle Whittingham is is really good at preparing his team. I mean, he's he's proved that over and over and over again uh, throughout the years. It's the preparedness on the uh, of the their opponents that I wonder about. Like just for example, Washington State, where they've had not only some hiccups in what they've been allowed to do and not to do, but also they're replacing like half the team because half the team transferred out with the new coach, right? Mm. You know, so is that. I, I don't know if anybody's expecting Washington State to to win the league, but is that how disastrous is that going to be? You yeah. know, Utah. The the thing with Utah, I expect them to be prepared, but there are a lot of young players and a lot of players learning on the fly, so that is going to be challenging for them. Arizona State brings back a lot, but they're still young. You know, how is that going to go for them down there? Um, I, I'm not expecting much out of Arizona. USC is is a complete wild card to me because we expect him to be good every year, and that's not necessarily the case. And does Chip Kelly finally get it going at UCLA? I mean, I, I don't know. There's all these, like, how prepared are the other schools on top of just, you know, the situation involving uh, COVID-19, right? So I, I wonder. I mean, Washington's got a new coach? How's that going to go? I don't know. A lot of mystery there. And, yeah, that's the other part. Uh, so, I don't, I don't know. The, the I asked a question. I, they say not to ask a question you don't know the answer to, but I really don't. I, I, I don't know what effect all of this is going to have. But when we talked to Mac about what's going on up at the University of Utah, he said those guys have been up there for a couple of months working their tails off getting ready. And I don't know what the the guys down at SC have been doing. Uh, Mac also said that he talked with someone and said there have been, like, what did he say, Austin, 10 or 13 players that showed up on campus to work out? Uh, it was, a, it was a, a small number. So how that affects a team, uh, I w- ordinarily wouldn't think it would affect it all that much because I figured, okay, you get back together and then you coordinate from here and you have a good solid month to do so, you'll probably be okay. But when I saw the way Navy performed against BYU, I thought, holy cow, that, that team was not prepared, and it showed. All right, it is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sam Amick will jump on with us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that for your daily assist. And then uh, Keon Myers is going to jump on with us at 5.30. We'll do a Raiders Insider Report as we are your no, uh, new home of the Las Vegas Raiders. And then we'll do our Survivor Pool Picks coming up at 5.50, so stay tuned for that. But joining us now, we are broadcasting live from RGS Construction and Exteriors, our friend Tim jumping on with us. Of course, 
five generations doing business in Salt Lake, nine-time best of state winner on the on the generation front. Uh, you know, family business and all that. Is does it affect uh, you know working together? Does it affect uh, like Thanksgivings and stuff like that? Hey, there's always pros and cons working with family, right? <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. Like we we actually, my dad and I get along uh, really well for the most part. I've certainly we have our days, right? I mean, there's days we want to kill each other. There's days we love each other, but. And it's not only just that. We have uh, three of our executive team members are brothers here. Um, we have some of our kids working that here. Are now I mean, we've got so many family members here um, from the executive team to the sales guy. I mean, so many connections here. But it's great. You guys you guys are local. Oh, You're we love here. it. You're here. Uh, if, you know, very few problems arise, I'm sure. But if there is, ever is an issue, you guys are, are right here. I, I'm sitting in the office. People can find you. People can find us. We're not going anywhere. we got to – and you can see we're, we're investing a crap ton of money in this building. Which is to, awesome, to, by yeah, the way. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, if we'd ever get this thing done. But, but yeah, we're here to stay. You know, we've got a good like, – interestingly enough, in our industry, believe it or not, most people don't even have a legitimate office. Uh, most of the people just run out of their house. So the fact that when you call us, we actually have somebody answer the phone. I mean, we have three office staff. That's all their job is, is just to answer phones. Um, plus, like I mentioned, we have the executive team and we have our service manager that's here full time. So we're, we're here to stay and we're, we're a legitimate company to take care of our customers. All right. So if you need anything, basically on the exterior of your home, but we're talking a little bit about preparedness today. Get, you know, get ahead of some issues that may arise in wintertime. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's, so there's two big things that, that really, as far as the, on the gutter side of it, and we can talk about maybe siding next segment, but on the gutter side, you've got to make sure that your gutters are flowing correctly. Because um, the last thing you want to do is a lot of leaves and debris in your gutters. Because if they're not, that will cause the gutters to freeze quicker and cause you more issues. So we need to make sure the gutters are flowing. So whether that's uh, cleaning them, putting a gutter cover on, um, and then the next step would be keeping that ice out by putting that, that heat tape or heat cables in your gutters and downs and on the roof and et cetera to keep and, and melt that snow. Gordon, how many miles of heat cable do you think uh, you need to take care of your gutters? Oh, stop it now. Now, I think I, I think he might need a couple miles on that. A couple of yeah, miles couple at least. Miles. That's a lot, I mean, though. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, Tim, you want to come up and take a look? I mean, uh, why not? You might as well. I mean, hey, hey, you're getting all that nice, pretty paint job. Let's just let's take care of it. Get a couple. No, but, you know, joking aside, I think that one thing that customers always talk about is, well, do I need heat cable? You know what? I don't know. Um, we don't want to spend the money. The, there's the initial investment, but there's also the cost to run it, right? So we don't want to just do it for doing it. We want to make sure that we're doing it in the right locations on the areas that you have major issues. And so it's something that's it's really important for us to come out and look at it and talk with you and have conversations about where you've had problems so that we can really diagnose it. Um, our company is really more about uh, solving problems um, rather than just selling you a product. That comes itself. If we do the right thing for the homeowner, and we take care of them, we'll sell products. We don't care about that. We just want to make sure that we diagnose it correctly and figure it out. RGSUtahSiding.com is the website. Get online, RGSUtahSiding.com. Find out what uh, the good folks here can do for you. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone want to remind you about our friends at syringa networks home to complete business telecom and it solutions backed by an industry leading sla that guarantees the uptime your business needs it's effective communication for 21st century utah get started now at syringa networks.net uh, we had yogi roth from the pac-12 networks uh, on with us in the last segment gordon and he brought up something that uh, i haven't heard talked about a lot 
which I, I, I'm a little bit surprised because I would think this would be pretty key uh, for the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, for that matter, um, uh, going forward. And that is, would the college football playoff committee be amenable to their selection date? And I haven't heard a lot of people talk about that. And I don't see why not. Why yeah, they wouldn't I, be. Yeah. Why, why can't you move it back? Right. You know, I mean, come on. In this year, flexibility is the word of the day, is the word of almost every day. And it seems like you would be able to uh, work with that depending upon what what uh, is necessary. Yeah, I would think so, too, and, and give the Pac-12 a little latitude to be flexible. I, I mean, I've talked about that. I'm a little concerned that if you don't build in that flexibility, there may be, uh, you know, some issues. And, you know, knocking on wood that hopefully these mitigation efforts will, will have a, a big-time effect. But I, I certainly worry about that a little bit. But I, I just, you know, if it's some hard and fast date, flexibility is you know i've talked about that on this show for a while we've all got to be a little flexible with how we uh you know with how we do things and uh you know what we can and can't pull off and i i just don't see any reason and that's why i'm a little surprised i haven't seen it talked about is that why why couldn't the playoff committee be a little flexible if it meant including everybody yeah because you know, if think the, so yeah. if the big 12 or excuse me the big 10 is going to get everything in just under the gun why couldn't you pick, pull it, uh, push it back a week or two to include the Pac-12, or even give the Big Ten and Pac-12 a little more flexibility with their with their schedules? So I'm surprised that they haven't been pushed a little bit more on that. Yep, I I agree. I I just I don't know what is Bill Hancock thinking. I mean, I, I never know what that guy's thinking. Well, yeah, I can't believe that. Remember when that, we used to have him on the shows back? <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe that buffoon is still is still in any way, shape, or form. That was that was actually one of the big things that annoyed me about the college football playoff. Is everybody was so excited about it and it was so revolutionary, but they they put the same wing nuts in charge of that that were in charge of the BCS. Like it's the same it's the same people who were preaching against it. For years, are now in charge of it. are now the ones in charge of it. You know, speaking of Bill coming on the show back in the day, he absolutely did. And you remember, he was just hard and fast about how that was not an option ever. And oh, then man. people decide it's an option. He's like, let's put the guy, let's put that guy in charge of it. I remember asking him direct questions when we had him on the show. I I I knew it because I had thought about these things so thoroughly. And I fired one question after another at him, Jake. And he he either, I don't know which is worse. He either was stumbling and bumbling around trying to find a good lie to grab a hold of, or he w- didn't know what the hell he was thinking. And, and I was shocked. I was shocked by some of his responses. I, and now well, this guy's I think in it- charge of it? Oh, I think he's just a – I always thought that he was just a mouthpiece. That's it. I mean, he was handed an agenda from college, you know, the the college football presidents, and he was going to say whatever fit that agenda. And then all of a sudden the agenda changes, and now his message changes. I I don't know if it ever had anything to do with what Bill himself thought. I always thought he was just one of those guys who was, hey, go go get the job done by hook or by crook, and then – you know, when the, the, the overall political, not political like presidential political, political within college football, when that, you know, when that sentiment changed, all of a sudden Bill's like, yeah, I'm on board. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, a, a empty suit comes to mind. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But uh, we'll see. I mean, it, uh, it seems to me at some point logic needs to kick in here and uh, being reasonable. I know those might be foreign terms to the people we're discussing. But come on, when you have a major conference that had concerns and legitimate concerns and concerns regarding local jurisdictions and whatnot, make a little room for them, especially if all you have to do is push it back a week or so. You would think so. Uh, you, you would think that that's something that could happen. I mean, for example, uh, Kyle Bonagoro covers the Pac-12 for the ESPN. He just threw this out a few minutes ago. He said, guess, November 7th, Pac-12 start, December 19th title game, divisional crossover game as game one, champ game determined by divisional record, eligible for college football playoffs. So, I mean, and the college football a- playoff was supposedly to make its determination on the 20th? Is that what I heard Yogi say? Yeah. So... I don't know. I, I mean, that's pretty tight if that's what happens. Um, I I think if they have a chance to get some of the program started on Halloween, do it. I don't know how hard that would be. I, I don't know why start date would have to be uniform. I mean, speaking of flexibility, if teams can do it, then have them do it and have them retain a little bit more flexibility. You know what this does? This sets up a whole lot of opportunity for excuse making. <laughs> If certain teams get off to a slow start, Jake, can't you hear those cries going up now? Oh, but we wouldn't weren't you enjoy... prepared. We couldn't be prepared. It was. It's not. It's not the coach's fault. It's uh, you know organizing an entire program in short order, and we couldn't quite get it done yet. But wouldn't you love arguing over that and hearing the excuses? Because that would mean <laughs> that they played. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. That would mean there that is they that, played Jake. a game to fall short in. That they actually <laughs> pulled it off and we're hearing these excuses and we're going, oh, I don't even care if it's an excuse. It's just great. And having yeah, a full off season of prep hasn't really helped Clay Helton before. So Right. What, 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 uh, what we're asking here essentially, is it better to play and lose or not to play at all? Right. Give me playing and losing. Better to have played and lost than not have played at all. Yeah. <laughs> Got that sounds in my uh, downright, Dove chocolate wrapper the other day. Yeah, sounds like uh, downright lyrical. Right. <sighs> what, what's yes. the original saying? Is it better to have loved, lost, and lost and lo- what? than never to have loved at all? How do Is you that always mess up these sayings? Well, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's true. Is it? I don't, uh, I don't know. Let's let's get somebody on the phone who's been uh, who's lost their, their entire life. <laughs> no, I'm taking it the other way. Uh, no, Never I never do I just... have loved at all. <laughs> uh, which is better, not not having fallen in love or having your heart broken once you do fall in love? What do you, what do you think, Gordon? I, I I would guess it's better to experience it than not to experience it at all. I don't get, know. Get get Steve Carell's character from Forty Year Old Version on the horn. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. We'd have to we'd have to throw that out there to our listeners who have had all kinds of life experiences, uh, and they might be in a better position to answer that question. Uh, I don't know. I really don't. I think you do. What, you, what, 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 what do I know? What, you've never See, been I haven't, uh, broken I haven't up with ever? It. Oh, yeah, but not real love. I mean, uh, 
Sure. I mean, are you using but, this as a conversation just to brag about your relationship? Is that what just happened? No, you're the one that brought that up. I'm just saying that it's it, 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 from what I've learned from people who have had their heart broken that in a very serious way, that doesn't sound fun. That doesn't sound like something you would look forward to. So it's, it's, it gets down to it, <laughs> does losing hurt worse than winning feels good. You tell me, Gordo. What do you think? I, I, in that regard, I've never lost. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not come full I'm not, circle to the. Yeah, I got. No, you You've got I'm a great bragging. relationship. We all no, know. No, no, never no, had your bragging. heart broken because who would break the great Gordon Monson's no, heart? No, no, that's it's so funny that you, even you coming back off of a vacation, you don't you you haven't been able to relax your mindset. That's not what I'm saying at all. I consider myself extremely fortunate. And I've known people who have gone through difficult, difficult marital breakup. And that's what I'm basing it on is sometimes from what those folks have said. And it might not even be they had nothing to do with it. Sometimes, you know, it might just be bad luck, you know, but that doesn't that doesn't seem to balm the heart much. Listen, going on vacation, Gordon, does not uh, mean that I forget your sneaky ways of bragging about yourself. Like that, I'm not going to forget that. No, it's got nothing to do with me. (laughs) Your your subtle ways to say, yeah, I've never never experienced that because why would I? (laughs) Look, there's no way I can go there because I've known too many people who have experienced that in their lives who. I, I got nothing on them. I'm living fine the way I am. Uh-huh. I know. We all know, Gordon. Stop it, Jake. See, you do this, and then people actually believe you. I believe me. You do not. You know me well. well Austin believes me. No, it's all shtick. No. Johnny Lightfoot believes me. He's shaking it's all his head shtick. yes. shtick. Okay. It is all shtick. And one of these days, you're going to have to admit that on the air so that our listeners will not walk away thinking what, you, what you're selling. Uh, how about you try it this way next time, Gordon? You say, you know, is it better to have had a nice car and lost it or never <laughs> to have had the nice car at all? Because I personally have never experienced not having a nice car. So, <laughs> you know, oh. somebody's got to tell me. Jake, Jake, you are wrong in the head. <laughs> Oh, man, it is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, I am hanging out live at RGS uh, Construction and Exteriors. Check them out online. Find out what they can do for you. RGSUtahSiding.com. Stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is Thursday. It means someone else makes the list. It's Austin's list. And trust me, you do not want to be on Austin's list. And he just keeps adding to it each and every week. Austin, who are we adding today? 
Facebook or other online yard sale type people. Okay. And the yard sale uh, themselves. Uh, it's somehow everything that ever gets posted on Marketplace, I think is what it's called, or the, the free for free section at the yard sale online, or KSL classifieds, or wherever you're looking, it seems like everything either comes home to my house or to one of my best friends or family members' houses who then asked me to come help them move with like three hours to spare before they need me there, so I feel real ob really obligated to go. Then I get there and I'm moving things like uh, cash uh, machines where you put the cash in and, a, and quarters come out that you see on the side of a car wash, or I'm moving uh, 112 match size boxes full of parts and washers for this grand quilting machine that is supposed you have to have like a football sized warehouse to set this thing up in listen if you don't have it you usually don't need it that's my rule and uh, therefore next time that someone needs me to help them move i'm gonna send them a questionnaire uh, if they want my services that that requires I need to know your quote-unquote service records, how often you have uh, visited an online or in-person yard sale in the last six months before I come help you. Well, it sounds to me like you had a bad experience helping somebody move over the weekend. It was a good experience to see my friend. Uh, I'll tell you this much. It's hard to move. Uh, when you're sweating and doing all that kind of manual labor, wearing a mask, it is, it's, it's tough to do. But it was good to see him. Uh, but uh, I hope to never see him move again. I'll say that. Well, next time he does, you can tell him you know somebody with a truck. I do know someone with a, what he calls, pickup truck. And I'm sure he'd have no problem with me borrowing it to throw random yard sale gatherings and findings into the oh, back of it oh, with no, no, reckless no. abandon. This, this isn't the type of guy that would just let you borrow the truck. He'd come along and help you out. He would throw in his shoulder to the wheel, as it were. What, I have Gordon? no idea who you You know anyone like about. that, Gordo? <laughs> Gordo? No. You, uh, yeah, you I do, actually. PK's got a truck. We found <laughs> out about that yesterday. He put an empty beer can in the, in the bed to have it roll around uh, to uh, match the, the old Dominion song. Uh, so maybe did, he, I, I think he would be more than happy to help you out. When did PK get a truck? It's like it's a loaner from uh, one oh, of our sponsors yeah. for a little okay. bit. Right. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure it is a loaner. Oh. If uh, if Austin were to call you, Gordon, and said, I got a bubby, buddy who's moving and we desperately need a truck, what would your answer He's be? moving in an hour. I need a truck. I don't know. How would uh, how would all y'all react if I called you and said, I have to evacuate my house because of a fire on the mountain? Would you come to my rescue? No. Next question. Absolutely. I don't have a truck. 100%. Whatever you need, buddy. All right. <laughs> Should I climb up on my roof with, like, a garden hose? You know, funny uh, you mention that. Uh, I found out an online yard sale once, this uh, sprinkler that sits on the pitch of your roof, and you just run a garden hose to it, and if you have embers flying around uh, the 4th of July or whatever, you can make sure your roof stays wet. Hmm. Well, I, you know... You guys I, I, didn't catch the, the irony there. Whatever. Mm. <laughs> I used to have a uh, cedar shake roof, but uh, I replaced that this last year. So that's probably uh, a little bit of an advantage, right? Well, I, here's what uh, I would Although cedar not... shake roofs are expensive, man. I, uh, I didn't want to spend all that money to replace it. 
Well, hopefully, Gordon, everything's okay. Again, the Neff's, Neff's Canyon fire, a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, close to Gordon's and my neighborhood, for that matter. So let's hope that evacuation is not necessary. But, uh, Gordon, whatever, whatever you need, buddy. I'm on it. So <laughs> well, there goes Austin's list for the day. You know so, the fun zany so, segment we're supposed to have every two days. So what? What? Uh, you know, if the wind shift and I'm sitting here doing the show, um, I mean, am I supposed to keep doing the show as uh, as the flames rage, or uh, would you guys excuse me if I need to uh, collect a few items? Well, you know, whether you go or or stay, you know, Gordon, I'll let you make up your mind for yourself there. But get the equipment out of there, would you? <laughs> you, are, you are such a bad man. It comes in a wheeled case, doesn't it? It's not hard to. I don't have the case. I just have the machinery. Well, uh, pack it up, uh, roll it around in a blanket or something and uh, and. Make sure it put it on the end of a stick and, with a handkerchief, and, and, and that would be that would be the number one priority. You think for me? <laughs> no, 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 for the station, but but yeah. And then the family photo albums. I better then, get all my. Know, I, I better first. get all my. I better get all my family photos in my nice car. Social security card. Oh jeez. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to pick between your cars. What are you gonna do? <laughs> The truck's getting left, I'll tell you that. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, I, that's that's a tough one. Holy cow. I sure I, hope this isn't necessary. Uh, me too. Yeah. In, in all seriousness, me too. And, uh, you know, wildfires everywhere. Uh, big ups to the folks out there keeping people safe. Uh, thanks for your work for everybody, right? Um, but anyway, Austin, so this, this person you helped move. I'm not doing this segment ever again. They're, they're a little bit of a pack rat. <laughs> Is that what you're getting at? I don't at? care. Get to get to our live. Like they're 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 just is is that a thing where garage sales and online? Yeah, sorry sales? to bother you with my travails. <laughs> I didn't mean to, you know, take up my segment. We're coming back to the point. We we've gone full circle. No. We're coming back. We're coming back. Come to in the with very an up tempo record, and here's Gordon with a wildfire <laughs> <Any>, update. <laughs> coming back to your very inconsequential point. Uh huh. <laughs> There ought to be some rules as to what can and can't be sold at yard sales. End of segment. Is Nothing Tim heavy? around? <laughs> Tim is here, actually. As uh, we're here at RGS. Let's hear from someone who matters. Exteriors and construction. That's right. Matters because he's helping our listeners. What's going on, Tim? Uh, just smiling, man. You guys make my day. Love having you guys out here. I, I'm glad because, you know, there is something uh, hilarious about Austin's anger. That is true. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about what you can do for our listeners. Uh, we, we've talked a lot about gutters today, but really, I mean, if you're looking to get uh, brickwork done, stone, stucco, I mean, if you're uh, looking for a change, you guys can do anything. Yeah, that's right. We're happy to, to come out and look at your home. And it, it really kind of what sets us apart ever from everybody else is we like to really consult with the homeowner and find out what they want and give them what's the best option. Now, that might be a vinyl siding. That might be stucco. It might be brick. It might be, you know, what we've talked a lot about on the show is the James Hardy siding. Whatever it might be, we can come out. We can take a look at it, uh, see what's going to be the best fit for, for the home, what it's going to look, what's going to be the best value for the buck, et cetera, et cetera, and just kind of go through it and sit down and consult with you. And once we do that too, we, a lot of times we can take the, the computer program and, and try to transpose the products that you choose on your home so that you can get a good idea of what it looks like in color selections, et cetera, so that we can really get exactly what your home's going to look like. Well, hit on this because uh, we haven't hit on this today. You guys are a preferred siding contractor of James Hardy, speaking of them, and that's 
not easy to do. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's something that we're really proud of. We're, we're the only company in Utah to ever even uh, make the list. Um, there's actually two steps or criteria that James Hardy puts out. One is a preferred contractor and one is an elite preferred. And, and we're the only one in Utah that's either one. And so nobody's uh, reached the, the elite status. There's been one other company in Utah that was a preferred contract, but, but they have since dropped. So they weren't able to, to continue to maintain the standards of Hardy, so they've dropped them. So um, we're being the only one that's elite preferred, and, and uh, we're, we're proud of that. And it's something that uh, it's because really we're the best um, siding installer um, in Utah, according to James Hardy. RGSUtahSiding.com is the website. RGSUtahSiding.com. Find out what they can do for you. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. Sam Amick is next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.